On February 19, 2013, they found the body of a Canadian tourist named Elisa Lam on the roof of a hotel called Stay on Main in downtown Los Angeles. She had been staying at the hotel as a guest. The last time anyone saw her alive was on January 31st and her parents reported her as missing on February 1st. Her body was found by a hotel worker who was checking for problems with flooding and water pressure. Hello everyone and welcome to Noches de Terror to Study English. My name is Cesar and I'm a university English teacher in Mexico. As a language learner myself, siempre me ha gustado aprender con historias y películas de terror. Así que me hice la pregunta, ¿por qué no un podcast para aprender inglés con temáticas de terror? Y así nació esta idea. Espero les guste and you too can enjoy these stories while learning English. This story has been adapted for B1 learners and if you would like to listen along with subtitles, you can check our YouTube channel. Also feel free to change the speed if you think I'm speaking too fast. In our seventh episode, we will talk about the case of the strange disappearance of Elisa Lam. Elisa Lam was a student at the University of British Columbia, but she wasn't officially attending classes at the beginning of 2013. In the middle of 2010, Elisa Lam started a blog called Etherfields on a platform called Blogspot. During the following two years, she shared pictures of models wearing stylish clothes and wrote about her life, especially her challenges with mental health. In one of her blog posts from January 2012, Elisa expressed her sadness about having a setback at the beginning of the school term, which led her to drop some of her classes. This made her feel lost and without any clear direction in life. She titled her post, You're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life, using a quote from the author Chuck Palahniuk. This quote served as an introduction to her blog. Elisa was concerned that her academic record would seem suspicious due to all the course withdrawals, possibly preventing her from continuing her studies or pursuing graduate school. Un poco más de dos años después de que Elisa Lam comenzó su primer blog, decidió dejar de actualizarlo. En su lugar comenzó un nuevo blog en Tumblr llamado Nouvelle Nouveau. Este nuevo blog principalmente presentaba imágenes de moda, citas y algunos posts donde Elisa compartía sus pensamientos. Aún utilizaba la misma cita de Chuck Palahniuk como introducción para su nuevo blog. Elisa Lam had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. To manage her mental health, she was prescribed several medication, including Welbutrin, Lamotrigine, Quiantapin, Dexedrine, Spansel, and Venlafaxine. Her family kept her mental condition private, and there were no known records of her having thoughts of suicide or attempting it, although there was one report that mentioned she had briefly gone missing before. En ocasiones, Elisa no tomaba sus medicamentos para el trastorno bipolar según lo recetado, lo que la llevaba a experimentar alucinaciones. Estas alucinaciones eran angustiantes y la llevaban a buscar refugio escondiéndose debajo de su cama. Fue hospitalizada al menos una vez debido a uno de estos episodios. During her trip to California, Elisa Lam traveled alone using Amtrak trains and intercity buses. She explored different places, including the San Diego Zoo, where she took photos and shared them on social media. 
On January 26th, she arrived in Los Angeles. After spending two days in the city, she checked into the Cecil Hotel, which is located near downtown Skid Row. Initially, Elisa was assigned a shared room on the hotel's fifth floor. However, her roommates complained about her displaying what the hotel's lawyer later referred to as certain odd behavior. As a result, she was moved to a room of her own after two days. According to Amy Price, who was the manager of the Cecil Hotel and stay on Main, at the time of Elisa's disappearance, Elisa left notes for her roommates with messages like go home and go away. She also began locking the door to her room and requiring a password for entry, which raised concerns about her behavior. Elisa Lam maintained daily contact with her parents in British Columbia throughout her trip up until the day she vanished. On January 31, 2013, which was the day she was supposed to check out of the Cecil Hotel and head to Santa Cruz, her parents became worried when they didn't hear from her. Concerned for her well-being, they decided to contact Los Angeles Police Department, LAPD, and reported her as missing. In response to her disappearance, her family flew to Los Angeles to assist in the search efforts. On the day Elisa Lam disappeared, hotel staff members who encountered her stated that she was alone. Outside the hotel, Katie Orphan, who managed the last bookstore, was the only person who remembered seeing Elisa that day. Katie described Elisa as outgoing, lively, and friendly while she was shopping for gifts to bring back to her family. Elisa engaged in conversation about the books she was purchasing and even mentioned her concerns about whether the books would be too heavy to carry as she continued her travels. La policía llevó a cabo una búsqueda del hotel dentro de los límites de lo legalmente permitido. Registraron minuciosamente la habitación de Elisa Lam e incluso utilizaron perros para recorrer todo el edificio, incluyendo la azotea. Desafortunadamente, los perros de búsqueda no pudieron detectar su olor. Sergeant Rudy Lopez later explained that they couldn't search every room unless they had probable cause to believe a crime had been committed. As a week passed since Elisa had last been seen on February 6th, the LAPD determined that additional assistance was required in locating her. They began posting flyers with her image in the neighborhood and online, drawing attention to the case through media channels and in an effort to find her. On February 13th, after another week had passed with no sign of Elisa Lam, the LAPD decided to release the video. This video was the last known sighting of Elisa, captured by a surveillance camera inside one of the Cecil Hotel's elevator on January 31st. The video, which lasts for approximately two and a half minutes, shows Elisa alone in the elevator, exhibiting unusual behavior and gestures. In the footage, she appears to press every button on the elevator's control panel, peers out into the hallway, and even exits the elevator while its doors are still open. When the elevator doors fail to close after she returns, she eventually decides to leave and the doors close later. This video became a crucial piece of evidence in the case as it raised many questions about Elisa's behavior and state of mind at the time of her disappearance. The video of Elisa Lam's strange behavior in the elevator drew significant attention worldwide and generated widespread interest in the case. 
It has been extensively analyzed and discussed by various individuals and media outlets. The video was widely shared, including on the Chinese video sharing site Yuku, where it garnered 3 million views and 40,000 comments within its first 10 days of being posted. Many viewers found the video unsettling to watch as Elisa's action in the elevator raised questions and added to the mystery surrounding her disappearance. Surgieron numerosas teorías para explicar las inusuales acciones de Elisa Lam en el video del ascensor. Una teoría sugería que podría haber estado tratando de hacer que el ascensor se moviera, posiblemente para escapar de alguien que la estuviera persiguiendo. Otra hipótesis planteaba que podría haber estado bajo la influencia de éxtasis o alguna otra droga de fiesta, a pesar de que no se detectaron tales sustancias en su cuerpo. As it became known that Elisa had bipolar disorder, another theory emerged, suggesting that she might have been experiencing a psychotic episode. Her mental health condition added complexity to the case and gave rise to various interpretations of her behavior in the elevator video. Some viewers raised concerns that the video might have been tampered with before being released to the public. They pointed out various potential alterations, including obscuring the timestamps, slowing down certain parts of the video, and the alleged removal of nearly a minute of footage. Speculations arose that these alterations might have been made to protect the identity of someone who could have been seen in the video possibly someone related to Elisa's disappearance or unrelated but significant to the case. These claims of video tampering added to the mystery and intrigue surrounding the case leading to further speculation and debate among those trying to understand the circumstances of Elisa Lam's disappearance. Durante la búsqueda de Elisa Lam, los huéspedes que se hospedaban en el hotel comenzaron a quejarse de problemas con el suministro de agua. Algunos informaron de una baja presión de agua, mientras que otros afirmaron que el agua que salía de sus grifos era de color negro y tenía un sabor inusual. On the morning of February 19th, Santiago López, a maintenance worker at the hotel, made a grim discovery. He found Elisa Lam's lifeless body inside one of the four massive 1,000-gallon tanks located on the hotel's rooftop. These tanks provided water to guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop within the hotel. Santiago saw Elisa's body lying face up in the water through an open hatch on the tank. In order to recover Elisa's body, the tank had to be drained and then cut open because the maintenance hatch was too small to accommodate equipment needed for the removal. This discovery marked a tragic turning point in the search of Elisa Lam. On February 21st, the Los Angeles coroner's office concluded that Elisa Lam's cause of death was accidental drowning and they identified her bipolar disorder as a significant contributing factor to her tragic demise. The full coroner's report, which was released in June, provided more details about the circumstances. It revealed that Elisa's body had been discovered without any clothing. Clothing resembling what she was wearing in the elevator video was found floating in the water, covered with a sand-like particle. Additionally, her watch and room key were found alongside her in the water, shedding some light on the situation but leaving many unanswered questions. El cuerpo de Lisa Lam se encontró en un estado moderadamente descompuesto e hinchado, 
presentaba una coloración verdosa con algunas marcas en el abdomen y separación de la piel. Sin embargo, no se encontraron pruebas de trauma físico, agresión sexual ni suicidio. Toxicology tests were conducted revealing traces of prescription medication consistent with what had been found among her belongings. Additionally, non-prescription drugs like Sinatab and ibuprofen were detected in her system. A very small amount of alcohol was present but no other recreational drugs were identified. Investigators and experts pointed out that the concentration of her prescription drugs in her system indicated that she might have been either under medicating or had recently stopped taking her medication. This information provided further context to the tragic circumstances of her death. The initial stages of the investigation into Lisa Lamb's death managed to determine how she died but they did not provide an immediate explanation of how she ended up inside the water tank. The doors and stairs that provided access to the hotel's rooftop were secured, with only staff having the passcodes and keys. Any attempt to force this entry point would have likely triggered an alarm. However, the hotel's fire escape was considered a potential route that could have allowed her to bypass these security measures. Her scent trail was reportedly lost near a window connected to the fire escape. Subsequently, a video posted online after Elisa's death demonstrated that the hotel's roof could be accessed relatively easy via the fire escape. Moreover, the video showed that two of the lids of the water tanks were open, adding to the mystery surrounding her movements and entry into the tank. In addition to the question of how Elisa Lam got into the roof, there were concerns about whether she could have entered the water tank by herself. All four tanks were cylindrical, measuring 1.2 by 2.4 meters and were elevated on concrete blocks. There was no fixed access to these tanks and hotel workers needed to use a ladder to inspect the water inside. These tanks were covered by heavy lids that would have been challenging to replace from within. The hotel employee who discovered Elisa's body stated that the tank's lid was open when they found her, which raised questions about how she could have closed the lid from the inside. A pesar de un esfuerzo de búsqueda exhaustivo que incluyó el uso de perros policías poco después de que se informara de la desaparición de Elisa, no se encontró rastro alguno de ella en el hotel, ni siquiera en la azotea. Estas circunstancias añadieron más complejidad a la investigación y alimentaron el misterio en torno a su muerte. Some proponents of the theory that Elisa Lam was under the influence of illicit drugs when the elevator video was recorded remained unconvinced by their absence from the toxicology screen. They suggested that these drugs might have broken down during the period when her body was decomposing in the water tank or that she could have taken rare combinations of such drugs that a standard toxicology screen wouldn't detect. The very low levels of her prescription drugs in her system, along with the number of pills left in her prescription bottle, indicated that she might have been under medicating or had recently stopped taking her medication for bipolar disorder. This raised the possibility that her discontinuation of medication could have contributed to a psychotic episode potentially explaining her unusual behavior in the elevator and the tragic events that followed. El informe de autopsia y sus hallazgos generaron escepticismo debido a la falta de información detallada que proporcionaba. 
Por ejemplo, el informe no especificaba los resultados de las pruebas de kit de violación y kit de uñas, ni siquiera si se realizaron estas pruebas. Additionally, the autopsy report noted subcutaneous pooling of blood in Elisa Lamb's anal area, which some observers suggested could be a sign of sexual abuse. However, one pathologist noted that this could also result from bloating during the body's decomposition. Furthermore, her rectum was found to be prolapsed. The coronal's pathologists themselves seemed uncertain about their conclusion that Elisa Lamb's death was accidental. These uncertainties and unanswered questions fueled further debate and speculations regarding the circumstances surrounding her tragic death. Tras la muerte de Lisa Lam, su blog de Tumblr continuó recibiendo actualizaciones, presumiblemente utilizando la función de cola de Tumblr, que permite programar publicaciones automáticas cuando el usuario no está en línea. Su teléfono no se encontró ni con su cuerpo ni en su habitación de hotel. The circumstances surrounding the continued updates to her blog remained a mystery. It was unclear whether these updates were facilitated by the theft of her phone, the work of a hacker, or simply through the use of the Q feature. Furthermore, it was uncertain whether these updates were in any way related to her tragic death, adding another layer of uncertainty and intrigue to the case. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know in the comments like it and share it with more people so they can learn and enjoy with Noches de Terror to study English. I'm Cesar, till the next episode. See you.